Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, praise the Lord. Listen, we are in a series on prayer the last two nights. Phenomenal. I wish I could keep going in it, and I might just keep going. But I want you to just really pull this in. We've been talking a lot about prayer the last couple months. We talked about getting over unforgiveness, walking through stuff, doing what we need to do. I want you to look at me, with me at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Passion reads fantastic. I want you to just pull this in about prayer. Be cheerful, right? What? With joyous celebration in every season of life, let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is near. Don't, now watch verse six, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer. Now start, really dial in. Be saturated in prayer throughout your day. You know what I mean? So now that's a weird word, right? But you ever walk outside in the rain and just get totally drenched? You know what I mean? You, you ever just walk out there, man, and it's like, oh my God, I hate that. I hate like being dressed and you gotta go out and it's like pouring rain. Oh my God. You ever been saturated in prayer? So you understand, soaked in this stuff. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. He's breaking down principles. Tell him every detail of your life. Say it. Now we're getting in this thing, man. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. That's pretty strong, man. So don't be pulled in different directions. Now we got to look at this. Go slow. Before I talk about foundational truths of prayer, I want you to look at this. So here we go. Ready? Just easy. We're going to look at six. We're going to look at seven, and then I'm going to teach on Sundays all throughout August about some of these principles because I started seeing a rhythm of how God was wanting to say, don't be pulled in different directions. Right there. Pause for a minute, right? What do you mean? We get pulled in so many different directions, our head is spinning sometimes. Stay on track. Keep your focus forward and take your time with this, but understand, hey, I got to make sure I'm staying on track. Because if you're not careful, you'll get all over the place. Don't get pulled in different directions and don't get worried about a thing. Now, see, worry's trying to come in, okay? We've been talking a lot about worry. It seems like worry's trying to get in your ears, worry's trying to get in your eye, worry's trying to get in your this, worry's trying to get inside of you. Why? Because it wants you to get See, he said, now watch this slow. Don't get pulled in different directions. What does worry do? Try to pull you in a different direction than looking at the word of God. Great, so what do I do? Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. So here's what I'm saying. God wants us to get such an understanding of praying that we're saturated in it. That's kind of a, an interesting word to use. You know what I mean? Why saturated? Why, you know, like, why? So he's trying to get you to understand it, man. Get so into this thing that it's drenching you. Oh, wow. 
offer faith-filled requests before God, right? So I got to have faith when I pray, okay? Because we looked at 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You remember that last week? This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, his word, we know. He knows we hear us. He grants us the petition that which we ask. With overflowing gratitude. Gratitude is strong. What do you mean over? Well, think about it. Overflowing isn't just thank you. You know, you ever, you ever been somewhere? Like, I remember being in, um, out of the country. Seems like out of the country, more so. Um, ministering, doing stuff. Man, people were so grateful. Like, I remember one, it made me uncomfortable. There was so much gratitude for coming. Like, I remember one time going to India, and we went to this place, and, like, literally, they had to hold the people back because they want to touch you. It's really weird. to freak you out. And I was like, why does people want to touch me, man? Because they, they're so grateful for you bringing the word, and they think, like, you're, you're like a holy man. They just want to touch you. And they were just, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was like so many thank yous. I was like, oh my God, it was very weird, very strange for me. Because we're not used to that culture. Does that make sense? Like we don't understand how to almost take it. And it was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, other places were like, thank you, Father, thank you. Fa-. They're calling me Father, like Papa. And I was like, oh my God, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm thinking like, dude, what is this? Oh, now that's what I'm saying. I, I'm talking about this is the physical side of it. It was uncomfortable. It was almost so, it was overwhelming. I was like, oh my God, I don't get this. And I got it, I understood it, but I was like, we're not used to it. And it's like, oh my God. And I always remember like when I read something like gratitude, so much gratitude, overwhelming gratitude. When I see overflowing gratitude, that's what I think about. It's not thank you, it's thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Father. 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 Thank you. Every day, all day long, we're walking around, we're Thanksgiving machines. Like, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for, thank you that. Thank you that I'm up today. Thank you that I can hear, see. Thank you that I can walk and talk. Thank you, Lord. You know, the other day, I was, I took my dad somewhere, you know, and we went somewhere and it was like, you know, and people are so like sick sometimes, you know, when you see people so like, and the, the one, this poor kid, man, I was watching, look at this kid. I was like, oh my God, man. It's like, they're like frozen in time. And I'm going, oh my God, I take life for granted. You take this for granted. <clears throat> Excuse me. You take so many things for granted. And sometimes it almost takes like seeing someone without something challenges you to be grateful for the things you have all the time. And man, I'll tell you what, it'll change the way your attitude is. Do we have over, we got overflowing complaining all day, overflowing everything it does. When's overflowing gratitude gonna hit your life to transform your future? Now here's a big one. Tell him every detail of your life. That's big. Is God involved in your life? Are you involved in God's life? Or is it like, I don't really want to talk to God all day about something. Tell him every detail. Now, I don't sit there and go, hey, God, you know, today we're going to have Chick-fil-A for lunch and, um, you know, we're going to have sweet tea and unsweet teas and, you know, we're going to eat some fries and we're going to, you know, have a salad. And what would you like today, God? Because some of you people are a little weird, okay? You don't have to ask God what to wear unless ladies might not be a bad idea. That was pretty funny. You should be laughing right now because if you're showing it, you might just be sharing it. So that was, that was really good. That was kind of slipped. I kind of slipped that in. Do you like that? I was like, came right in there like that? Right? It's just like, okay, let's move on. Overflowing gratitude. 
Tell him every detail of your life. See it? Then peace will kick in. Okay, so give me some foundational truths that help me understand why God is even in prayer. I started asking these questions. Thank God for Google, you know, because I'm like, why do, like, think about people. Why would God want to answer my prayers? You know what I mean? Like, you ever ask yourself that like that? Like, I don't ask myself these questions. I, I have to ask myself these questions for you guys, and it's okay, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't even think like that. You know, like, why would God answer my prayers? How do I know? I just know he wants to do it. But it was good, because in studying this to give it to you, it helps me. One, God loves you and wants you and him to have unbroken fellowship all the time. That's why. Number one, I don't know. You can put them in, there's no order to it. I mean, I'm, nobody knows the order. Why does God answer your prayers? Who knows? But here's what I started seeing for today and feeling for today, okay? And I'm using the Amplified Classic, the plus, the Romans 6, 9, the Romans 6, 9. Like that, the Google. Come on. The God loves you and wants you to have unbroken fellowship with him. Now look at this. Because we know that Christ, the anointed one, being once raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has power over him. For by death, he died. He died to sin, ending his relation to it. Once and for all, the life that he lives, he's living to God. See it? That's the truth in unbroken fellowship with him. Did you get that? So Jesus paid the price for sin once and for all, so fellowship never has to be broken again. So it's almost like this. Jesus went to the cross to undo the unbroken fellowship of God and man. So why in the heaven would we not be staying in constant fellowship if that is one of the greatest benefits of salvation through the cross? Even so, now he gets on you. He says, okay, this is why I went to the cross and this is why I died. So you and God, because your fellowship's broken because of sin. So I'm gonna go be the substitute in heaven and earth and I'm gonna close the gap. And now because of what Jesus did on the cross, you can have constant fellowship with God. That's good. So watch. So this is good, right? So even so, consider yourself what? also dead to sin and your what? Relation to it broken. So you, you were tied to sin, the cross broke you off of sin and you got connected back to God. But alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So he said, Jesus did this. So, right, Jesus came, took sin, broke it off of you, put you, connected you to God. Why would you not? Consciousness. Pretty big stuff. God, God's ready now. He's been ready for you all the while. When, wh why are we prayerless? You know what I mean? Why are we prayerless? Because we get sin conscious. Once you lose sin conscious, you become prayerful. Sin consciousness keeps you from that place of relationship at the next level with God, not because we can't have it, 
but because, and it isn't just because you don't feel worthy. That's not what it is. I don't think. I think what it is, is it's, it's a, um, it's, if you see it my way, it'll help you remove the unknown. Let's just say it like that. Okay, so here we are. We're doing life. We're separated from God because of sin. We don't really have hope without God, so all we got is problems. So now we're doing life, struggling. You get saved. I don't even know what really happened. What he was explaining in Romans is this. Oh, he who knew no sin became sin for me and you who live in sin so we could be sinless, so we could be walking in our sin. So he said this. He said, okay, your relationship right now, a lost person's relationship is like this. You and sin are one. You can't do nothing about it. You're bound by it. You're basically destroyed by it. You want to go try false religion? Go ahead. You want to go try all this nut stuff? Go ahead. You know, I watched this lady the other day. America, listen to me. You can't be this stupid. Please stop. This is so bad. Please just stop. The church is not like this, but the church, open your mouth. Stop being silent and stop being quiet. These people are, are so berserk. It is beyond human understanding. It's, it's almost, it is so far over the place of wacko. It's wacko. Like, oh, how do you know what? I mean, dude, come on. Really? 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 I mean, really? Come on. Wake up. So you guys start opening your mouth. And then, and, and, like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, come on. Stop. Reality is reality. So that's not a bunny trail. That's just like, because you'll think like, oh, so, oh, is this normal? There's nothing normal about any of this stuff. You have the truth. These people are connected to sin. That's the byproduct of sin. When they put these senators on the stand, what do you think about gender? That's sin right there. They're just, they don't get it. The byproduct of sin is you live in delusion. The byproduct of sin is you live in unbelief. The byproduct of sin, you live masked by nonsense and craziness. And it, are you saying they're sinners? No, I'm telling you what the byproduct of sin is. You understand this? It's delusion. It's all lost. It's all fall. It's all distorted. It's twisted. You know, the word wicked comes from the what? The twistedness, like wicker furniture, it's twisted. The whole earth's twisted. And then you wonder why, why don't they see straight? Because they're twisted. Because they're wicked. They're demonic. They got devils. You understand? Yeah. They got suits on and they got devils. The devil's in disguise, baby. You better wake up. He's real and he's living in, he's living in people and people that are a demonic agenda and the church is supposed to sit here and go, well, you better just, I'm gonna call fire down from heaven and I can care less. Watch, it might, I might be here for the day it happens. So let me get back to the sermon so I can be nice. Because it's, it's, I, I, I seen this thing the other day. I said, you can, there's nobody in the world could be this stupid. If you were this stupid, please stop. And that's it, I'm done. Because it's like, I'm like, who sits there and, who sits there and listens to this stuff? Just read your Bible, pray in tongues, and come to church. Here, here's your new life. Shut off the goofy TV, okay? Just check the weather so you don't get walk out in a rainstorm, okay? Shut off the goofy TV, go to church, read your Bible, pray in tongues, do what I'm telling you to do, and overcome the craziness. Because if you think you're gonna take these other avenues in, you're gonna have to work overtime to renew your mind. Thank you very much. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Clap all your amens with the double hand thing, that thing. 
that, that thing. I don't know what that thing was meant for. I use it for praise the Lord. I don't know if that's even praise the Lord. Is that for something, that emoji thing or whatever that is? I don't even know what that is. It, whatever that thing is that looks like two hands in the air, I think it's praise the Lord. It could be whatever. I don't know. I make up my own stuff. I'll make up my own words if you leave me here long enough. Okay, so here's what happened. So you and me, born into sin, connected to sin, bound by sin, messed up by sin, can't see straight because of sin, messed up, okay? Jesus comes along and goes, hey, I will break sin off of you and connect you to me. So I'm taking sin off of you, and he took sin, and he became sin. You get that? The penalty. Okay? And I'm going to tell you now, I, this is going to be your thing, this is nuts, but I, this is what I believe. This is me going out on a limb, so just leave it alone. It would be interesting if you hear me. So I believe that when Jesus became sin, he still continues to become sin. That's what separated, because I never understood this. I was like, all right, okay, no offense, God, I really think like, I got a warped way of thinking. It's kind of like New Jersey Street. I'm like, all right, God, you're sending Jesus, but you know he's coming back. What was the big, you know, you know, like not to be weird, like nobody's taken away. He's coming back. Yeah, but he left the spirit, came back a man. And that man, Jesus, is still holding sin captive within himself, paying the price for it eternally. Now, he's not tormented by it. Please understand me. He's not, he's paid the price for it, but it's also become part of his DNA like salvation has become part of our DNA. That is why I, this is all me now. That is why you and me could come into the presence of God without a problem in the world with sin because he's still carrying the penalty of it upon himself. It's deep. You go there in your own mind. Don't go stay there long. So just that, that should free you up because, well, I sinned today. He's still carrying it. I'm going to sin tomorrow. Still on him. That's the way I see it through my eyes. So that's why I, I never like live in my inability because he put my inability on him and carrying it forever. He annihilated it once and for all. He paid the price for it. It's not being punished for it. It's not having an effect, but he annihilated it once and for all. He became it. Like we become the righteousness. See the separation? That's why a sinner could come into the presence of God automatically without worries and cares. That's why me and you can continue because it's on him. He ain't taking it off. Where's he gonna put it? That's, that'll change it. Okay, don't go there long. Just get what I'm saying because we we're moving on, right? So what are we understanding with that? We're, we're seeing the fact of matter. So he broke it off of him, right? Put sin, he, bro, he broke sin off of you, I should say, and then put sin on him and then he put righteousness on you. God loves me and wants to have unbroken fellowship with me. So nothing can ever separate me from fellowship with him, not even sin, never again. See, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. Read it in message. It's really good. Jeremiah 29, 11, the message is really strong because you're gonna see this thing because you gotta understand this stuff. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to do what? Take care of you. Not abandon you. Plans to give you a future and give you a hope. When you call on me, 
And when you come and pray, I will listen. Come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. That's God's decree. I'm going to turn things around. You see it? He's like, hey, are you really coming after me? Are you really seeking me? Are you really looking for a life change? Number two, here's a big one, right? Why do I know God? God listens to me and you when we pray, and God just wants it to be sincere and simple. Okay, did you get that? God listens to us when we pray. He don't need all his formula. He wants it to be sincere and simple. When you pray, remember, remember what he said in Matthew 6? Remember Matthew 6, 5? You can watch, I think the NIV was pretty good there. It read kind of cool. When you pray, don't be like hypocrites. It kind of reads a little straight. You can put it in passion, whatever you want. When you pray, do not what? Be like the hypocrites, for they love praying standing in the synagogues in the street corners to be seen. I tell you the truth, they already received the right. Instead, when you go pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you and what? When you pray, do not keep on babbling on because of your many words. Don't be like them. God already knows what you need. What you need. Ask him, okay? What, what's he saying? Don't babble on like the pagans for they think they're gonna be heard. That's pretty strong, but that's lost people. Kind of scary, right? So just be simple. God, this stinks. I hate this. I'm mad. I'm ticked off. Be real. How do you talk to your friends? How do you talk to your best friend? That's how you talk to God. Well, he don't know what I'm talking about. Well, he's God. He pretty much knows everything, okay? Look what Passion says about 116.1. Psalm 161 in the Passion. I found this, man. Ooh, I like it. I liked it when I read it, and I liked it when I read it now. I am passionately in love with God because he listens to me. He hears my prayers and he answers them. Isn't David knocking it out the park right there? I'm passionately in love with God because he listens to me, right? He hears my prayers and he answers them. Now, you might not be passionately in love with God. I'm gonna be talking about the next couple of weeks, like how do I keep my passion? How do I keep the edge? How do I do this? But sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't think I'm passionately in love with God. It's okay though. But what, did he, what was he saying? He was overemphasizing the passion part because he listens to me. What do you think, how good is it? Won't you think your passion level for God will go up when you know he's really concerned about everything going on in your life? That's Hebrews 10, 19. You can stay right in the translation. Come on, right? And the passion says, this is what we gotta understand. Hebrews 10, 19. Come on, man, you gotta approach him. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, be boldly and with no hesitation. Isn't that good? For he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. Just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart. Are you drawing near to God? Are you coming closer? Why? Fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. Isn't that good? Are you fully convinced from faith, by faith, 
that nothing's keeping a distance for you. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from what? Our acute and accusing conscience. Isn't that good? And now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. Man, build that on a prayer life. Like, hey, here's how God sees me. Hey, how am I? I didn't look too hot the other day in traffic, but right now I'm looking better. Come on, Hebrews 10, 22. I'm sh- hey, don't ask my wife. She don't know what she's talking about. For our hearts have been sprinkled. Come on. I found the other day, I, was, I, I got this thing. It was funny. I said, uh, I said, I read this thing to her. It was kind of cool. I said, um, um, uh, I said, there was a little crab. You know, it was a little crab. And he says, sometimes you make me crabby. And then there was a squirrel holding a nut. And he said, and, and, and sometimes I make you nuts. <laughs> it was kind of funny, right? You know what I mean? Don't we get a little crabby sometimes? Don't we get a little nutty sometimes? Don't ask, right? Jesus said I'm clean. Next time your spouse gives you a hard time, you say, Jesus said I'm clean inside and out. What do you want from me? For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity and have been freed from what? An accusing conscience. Man, that's good, right? Ooh, man. I've been free from an accusing conscience. How you feel about you? Better the more I read this. Conscience, why? And now we're what? Clean. You're clean from the word, unstained and presentable to God inside and out. So now we must cling tightly. Woo, come on. Hold on closely. Come on. Don't lose control. So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promise. Well, God's more real and true than you are. So why are you doubting what God said about you? Believe it. Okay, here's another one. Man, you know why God likes to answer our prayers? Because he wants to show us how much he loves us. That sounds so simple. Yeah, well, then why don't you believe God's going to answer your prayer when you ask him then? God likes to show us his love by answering our prayers. That is what it's about, man. He wants to show you how much he loves you. So you want to know scripture says this, so that your joy will be full. God wants you to have joy so he answers your prayers so your joy can be filled. And that's what I was trying to tell you. You know, prayers are all based on desire. He says, whatsoever you desire when you pray. That's Mark eleven twenty. You want to see that in the King James? Just go look at Mark eleven twenty three and 24. It's real simple. Um, you know, a lot of you guys heard me say this before, but just because we hear something doesn't mean we know it. I'm just looking at it just for curiosity's sake. Sometimes I just get a little more at it. For verily, I say to you that whatsoever, you, that whosoever shall say in this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not darkness, however, shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he what says. Look at 24. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. You know? And when you think about that, he said, what? He said, whatsoever things you do, what? You desire. That word is kind of different. Kind of looked at this before, but one of the things I want you to see, it's, um, it's a derivative of whatsoever things you, you crave, desire, require, want. Thayer's even said this, to ask, to call, to crave, to desire. I'm telling you, man, that's what it is. So what do you want? 
You, see, your, my desires might not be your desires and your desires might not be my desires, but if you desire it, there's a reason why. I always say that. You know, that's why people used to get down on people. Why do they got faith? Why do they believe in God? Ah, if it's your desire, go get it. It ain't my desire. Like, I don't want like, you know, I don't know. People be desiring stuff that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that. You got it. It's your deal, okay? And if it's your deal, understand that. I, I think that's, I think, um, I think it's one of the most important things you can do. You know, we read it with Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33.3. You can look at it in the message. That's where we were a little while ago. Remember we were in the message? And we kind of read it, but it's kind of like a little different. We read 29, now we're looking at 33.3. He really explains what's going on. Call into me and I will answer you. It's not a big, tr- it's not a trick question. You know, I don't even get into ask, you know, and keep on asking, you know, knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. I don't buy it. That's not God. Ask and keep on asking. Come on, that don't make no sense, right? Why would you ask and keep on asking? Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on. That's not God. He said, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened. Lose the mentality of persistence. Faith is not based on persistence. It's based on faith. You understand what I'm saying? It's not based on persistence. It's based on faith. Prayer is not based. I should say it like this. Prayer is not based on persistence. It's based on faith. I'm going to come 150 times. Who cares? Come 150 times with unbelief and ideas and all sorts of How about come one time with faith? And that's why I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that, right? And the last one is this. God, why does God want to answer my prayer? Because God wants to be close to me and show me he's compassionate. God wants to be close to me. He wants to be close to you and he wants to show us that he's compassionate. Why would I want to serve a God that's a goober? You know what I mean? Like, oh, great, let me go, you know, do penance for the rest of my life and, you know, and, and have to go earn stuff like that. Um, um, I look at this, uh, and we got NLT, right? We do have NLT, right? Isaiah 30, 18. You need to see this scripture right here. You need to write this down. Somebody needs to write this down. Take a screenshot of the screen or however you do it around here, right? Isaiah 30, 18. Look at it. The Lord, this is so, is this not good? This is why I find these translations like this because they just read so strong. It's the word of God. You read it in King James, read whatever you want to read it. Guarantee the translation's close in comparison, but it just reads so clear, this thing. The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can what? Show you his love and compassion. Guys, it doesn't get better than that. Did you get that? The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. Isn't that so cool? That is so cool. Same translation. Look at Psalms 25, 14. This is so good. God doesn't want your sacrifice. He wants your love. He doesn't want our offerings. He wants us to know him. You know, like, meaning like burn offerings. You know, obviously we bring our tithe because we love God and obviously we do. But God doesn't want sacrifice. He wants our love. God doesn't want offerings. Like they used to bring him burning incense. He said, man, instead of bringing me bulls and goats and all this stuff, I understand we bring an offering, but what does God want? He wants us to know him. He wants us to understand him. He wants us to spend time with him. He's lonely. He likes you. He made you. He created you. He wants fellowship with you. He's seeking you. He's jealous for you. He wants to spend time with you. We're too busy spending time with ourselves and people we don't need to worry about. Go spend time with God. Just let him in on your day. Look at this. Friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. With them, he shares the secrets of his covenant. That is a blessing, man. And here you go. Last one. NLT is great. James 4 and 8. 
This will wrap it up. I love James 4. He says, if you draw, King James says, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Reads a little bit easier, guys. Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. It's simple, amen? If you keep opening these doors of activity with prayer, you're gonna see your life change forever. Be honest, be fully transparent, be genuine with God, find some word, find some scriptures, bring your worries, bring your cares, bring your stuff, make them all into prayers. Turn your, come on, what did he say? Turn your worries into prayers and take your cares and turn them into prayers. And if you take your cares, come on now, remember last couple weeks ago I said, take your cares and turn them into prayers and let your worries be turned into worship. Once you do that with gratitude, how about that gratitude thing? You will never forget that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gratitude all day long. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. How about this, right? Leaving you with this. You ever do something nice for somebody? And they're grateful. You didn't ask for it. You didn't do it for that. You didn't expect it. But when they do it, you want to do more for them. Come on, somebody. If you keep in a heart of gratitude, God will make sure he keeps you on his mind. He's thinking about you all the time, but he wants to know this. Am I on your mind? That's the thing with God. You and me are the apple of his eye. We're always on his mind. But is God on your mind? Are we too preoccupied with life? Are we getting pulled in all these different directions? Remember that? How many directions are we going in? Remember he said that in the beginning? He said, don't get pulled in all these directions. Don't get in those worries. Don't get in these frets. Keep God at the foremost thought of your life and change your life forever. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you for each and every person that have joined us for the summit. We thank you that our prayer life goes to a whole new level. We thank you, Lord, for leading us, guiding us, and helping us. And we thank you this word is quick, powerful, sharp, affecting our prayer life like never before and bringing me and you to a place of better communication and revelation and connection with God that we've ever had. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Well, praise God, guys. Thanks for joining us. We got a busy month around here. Things are expanding. Things are getting ready to take place. We're going to have everything ready for you. Sunday morning, come to church. We're going to be talking about expansion. Glory to God. How many excited about expanding? Well, we're expanding. We're taking our tent posts and we're stretching them out. Let's go and take the land. Show them the love of God and let them see that Jesus is Lord. Amen. I love you guys and I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.